You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
And a very good morning to everybody. Welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast, and today is October 18th, 2015, the fifth day in the month of Cheshvan 5776, Nazir Daf 57 in uh, Daf Yomi. About a week and a half left to go on Nazir. You can start a brand new Masechta next week and uh, continue with the Daf Yomi cycle. It's a cold day, coldest we've had so far uh, after the summer. It's 36 degrees and uh, clear here in the north New Jersey area, going up to a high of only 51 degrees and sunny, down to 31 degrees tonight and clear. In Jerusalem, though, it's 90 degrees, partly cloudy and going down to 67 degrees, partly cloudy today. We're here till 9 o'clock this morning playing a lot of great Jewish music and the morning chizuk at 7.30 with Rabbi Goldwasser. Today there will not be the uh, news from Israel in English. Hannah Julian is off today. So uh, that will return next week. We always, uh, whenever we can, we always have uh, Hannah Julian on. She's a regular. Sometimes she has the day off. We'll give her that today. Uh, I do have a special guest this morning, uh, coming up in the second hour, about 8.15, Harry Moskov, who's been with us before. He's the author of the ARC Report. He'll be talking about uh, the uh, this this notion that's being uh, perpetrated out there uh, by our enemies, that, the, uh, that there's no uh, Jewish history to the Temple Mount and... Uh, there was a New York Times article about it last week, for those that read the Times. I don't. And uh, we'll talk about that. The fact that uh, some people say there's no archaeological evidence, why that is, if it's in fact true. We'll discuss the whole thing. So that'll be about uh, 8.15 this morning here on the um, here on the show. If you get a chance, like us on Facebook. Oh, we had four new likes this week, which really is very special and... Uh, Want to thank everybody for doing those uh, for doing those likes. Uh, we will uh, try to announce their names later on. Uh, what else? That's uh, that's about it for now. So let's get back to the music. Start off our show with uh, Little Avram Freed, Rock Tefila, and uh, thanks everyone for joining us here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Rakhtila 
Oh, 
Lamelech here on JM Sunday. Lamelech <laughs> here on uh, JM Sunday. Matus Wine guest with you. That was Ohad Moskowitz before that. The Zeshir. Sam Glazer also uh, entertained us along with Mendy Portnoy and Abraham Freed in the first half hour of this morning's show. We'll get to morning chizuk in a second. We're not going to have the news from Israel this morning with the Khan Julian. She has off today. But we will be joined in the uh, second hour by Harry Moskov, who's uh, an author and an expert on uh, temple treasures. Uh, we'll be talking about the uh, historical accuracy uh, that has been claimed about the Temple Mount and uh, how uh, how the uh, the enemy is portraying it as not part of Jewish history and will hear otherwise. Of course, we know it is, but uh, it's interesting to hear this from an expert in terms of the archaeology and whatnot that's there. Uh, we are going to go to Morning Chizuk now, as I mentioned, uh, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lazecha Nishmas, Harzev, Bravi Yosef Halevi, and Esther Bas Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Vizhnitz once said that the appellation Marcheshvan comes from the Loshon of a Marachshin Sivsosayo. They were moving their lips. During the month of Elul and the month of Tishrei, all of Klal Yisrael has been engaged in Avodah Hashem. They served Hashem with love, singing praises. Following these two months, our lips continue to move in rhythm with these Divrei Kedusha, the words of holiness which continue to inspire us. It's comparable to one who leaves Shul after davening, but they're still humming the melodies of the different piyutim that we heard while we were still in Shul. After two months of being totally immersed in Torah and Tefillah, the lips move as if by themselves, continuing to intone the Tefillahs, the Shiras, the songs, the Tishbachos, and the praises. It is interesting to note that the month of Marcheshvan has a lot to do with the Gvuras Geshomim, the rain. We've already begun in our Tefillahs, Mashiv HaRuach, Umorid HaGeshem, Hashem who causes the wind to blow and the rain to fall. In Shulchan Aruch, it says that this is merely Haskaras Geshomim, the mentioning of the rains, Avodishol Geshomim, but to actually ask and request the rain, Maschilim Biyom Shvi Lechodesh Zeh, we begin on the seventh of the month, in order that the last people of Klal Yisrael can reach Nahar Pras. B'nai Yisrael that went up to be Ola Regel, they went to Yerushalayim for the pilgrim festivals, should not encounter on their way home any dangerous storms. And so we push off the Tefillah until the 7th of Cheshvan, in order that the last people going home from the Aliyah Saregel will reach their destination safely. The Medrash says that the Beis Hamikdosh that Shlomo HaMelech built was finished during Marcheshvan. However, it was not dedicated until the following Tishrei. Because of this, Cheshvan endured shame. Hashem said, in the future, I will repay the month of Cheshvan. The building of the third and final Beis Hamikdosh will be during this month of Cheshvan that could very well be the reason 
why we call this month Mar Cheshvan. Mar is also a very important way of addressing an individual to show Chashivas. We have great Chashivas for this month because it is the month that was chosen for the building of the long-awaited Beis HaMikdosh. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
It is uh, 8 o'clock in the morning here on a uh, a nice day, but cold in the northern Jersey area. 36 degrees right now, going up to a high of 51 sunny degrees, but then back to 31 degrees clear tonight. In Jerusalem, it's 90 degrees and uh, partly cloudy, going down to a low of 67 degrees. 5th of Cheshvan, 5776, October 18th, year 2015. As I mentioned earlier, Hannah Julian is off today. She usually presents the news in English from Israel. But uh, she is off today. She'll be back next week. Uh, certainly still a difficult situation, to say the least, in Israel uh, over the uh, over the last week. It has not let up much at all, if at all, really. Uh, so it is a uh, is a very difficult time. Um, and uh, what goes on in the world stage is also pretty crazy because uh, people are trying to deny everything about Israel within Israel. One of those things is uh, the Arab push to deny that we have been on the Temple Mount for uh, thousands of years and that it is uh, the place of the uh, temples. Uh, we're going to discuss that with uh, Harry Moskov. He'll be coming up around 8.15 this morning. He's an author and an expert on temple treasures. He wrote the book, The Ark Report. So we'll be delving into that a little bit. We know that the uh, the temples were there. But uh, 2,000 years later, people can make the claims all they want. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, others listen. So we'll, we'll talk about that. In, uh, in other news, the... Uh, Chairman of the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, General Joseph Dunford, will be meeting with his counterpart, Gadi Eisenkot, in Israel to discuss, uh, among other things, Russia, Iran, the Iran deal, and Syria, uh, as well as the continued cooperation between the two countries of the uh, United States and uh, Israel. The Chairman of the Joint Chiefs uh, landed today, uh, actually he landed last night, uh, in uh, in Israel for an official visit. This, I believe, is his first official visit outside the United States since assuming the post of a chairman of the Joint Chiefs on October 1st. He certainly is a very, very high-ranking military person. He's a Marine general. He was scheduled to review an honor guard at the Israeli Defense Forces headquarters uh, this morning at, uh, in, uh, at the Kiryan Tel Aviv before meeting with uh, General Eisenkot. Uh, they'll be discussing a number of issues, including uh, intelligence between the two countries and uh, the relationship and cooperation between the U.S. and Israeli armies. There's also a report out that the U.S. may increase military aid to Israel. We don't have anything specific about that right now. So that's part of the news that is uh, going on. And uh, Connor Julian hopefully will join us next Sunday morning in her usual spot giving us the news from Israel in English, live, I might add. We're going to go back to the music, and uh, coming up at about 8.15, we'll be joined by Harry Moskov to talk about the, uh, the ongoing situation in Israel. Right now, let's hear from the Yeshiva Boys Choir with Kela Odos on JM Sunday.
Thank you. 
Lomo Katz right here on JM Sunday. Matt, the swine guest with you. It is uh, 8.17 in the morning in uh, Eastern Time here in the United States, 8.17 a.m. We heard Anna Avda by Shlomo Katz before that, Mendy Werdiger. And before that, Yeshiva Boys Choir opened up our 8 o'clock hour right here on our show. It is uh, going to be a... Uh, a nice day today, sunny here in the New York, New Jersey area, 51 degrees, and uh, that's the expected high, going down to a chilly 31 degrees tonight, in and cloudy. In Jerusalem right now, it's 90 degrees, and the partly cloudy, going down to a low of 67 degrees, also partly cloudy. I wonder how it is up in uh, Canada, in Toronto. We're going to find out right now, because it gives me great pleasure to welcome once again to our airwaves, Harry Moskov, who is an author of uh, the Ark Report and uh, an expert on the uh, Temple, on the Ark of the Covenant, on Temple treasures, and a lot of other things. And we're going to discuss important issues, timely issues this morning. Good morning and welcome back to JM Sunday, Dr. Moskov. Hi, thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be back. Thank you very much. I'll uh, let everybody know why I'm calling you doctor this morning in a minute. But uh, you headed up to Toronto to, um, to uh, I guess root the blue, root for the Blue Jays, huh? For sure. They're what not an doing. incredible last. I mean, you know, before the series of the Royals, uh, that last game with Texas was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the, it did a lot for the city. I mean, we sort of needed it, you know. Uh, that boosted the morale, and it was it was just great, a great time to be here. You, you realize yeah. you're talking to somebody in the New York area where where there's this team, the Yankees, you know, the Yankees <laughs> in there. Okay, right, right, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Well, well <laughs> let's just remind everybody exactly how are the Blue Jays doing? What what, what is it now? It's well, a I mean, they've been doing great. They, you know, it was they were down two nothing in Texas, and they won three in a row. Uh-huh. And they have to do the same thing now. That's the problem with KC. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, we're Monday night, tomorrow night's the next game, and uh, in the meantime, it's pretty cool here. It's snowing, uh, oh, wow. we had snow yesterday, and so it's, you know, wow. you, you don't think of baseball season anymore, but uh, we're hoping, That's we're hoping. True. Well, you can hope a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets are doing the, the Mets are doing well. I mean, people people that know me know that I'm really not a, a huge sports enthusiast. I just like watching good games and whatnot. Uh, but the Mets yeah. have been doing well, and they won last night again. So uh, yeah, yeah, they're amazing. Could be an interesting it, lineup, huh? It would be great. It would be great to to have that you know happen in in the World Series. Absolutely, no question about it. Well, let's uh, let's get on to serious, some more serious things. I think that uh, <laughs> than the games, although that's important. But we're here to talk about what's been going on in Israel the last few weeks. The uh, terrible, terrible fighting that's been going on. I shouldn't even say fighting. It's not fighting. It's thugs in the street. It's murderers in the street who are attacking innocent Jewish people and stabbing them, and shooting at them, and driving their cars into them. It is an right. unrest that I think no other country in the world would tolerate to uh, to such an extreme at all, and yet uh, the news media comes out against Israel. Uh, I saw a very interesting uh, article, you know, a spoof, actually, of headlines uh, written as if it were... Um, Turn totally around. One of them, for instance, is a, is a crazy headline. It says uh, uh, a group of uh, a group of Muslims die as uh, World Trade Center collapses. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. can you imagine having <laughs> having seen a, a story like that written like that? And this is what's happening in the news media every single day today. Uh, it, it, and 
well, we'll get more into it in a moment. There was an article in the New York Times last week. Uh, the headline was, Historical Certainty Proves Elusive at Jerusalem's Holiest Place. And uh, basically, it discussed the idea, and, and, and originally was written uh, with, the, uh, with the spin, if you will, with the notion, if you will, that, that there's no real evidence for, um, for historical, uh, accuracy, of historical accuracy that we were there at the temple, there was the, at the Temple Mount. Uh, then you know, there was some retraction, there was some change to the, uh, to the article, and you wrote an open letter to the New York Times, which is why I'm calling you doctor, because you started off by talking about <laughs> this thing called Temple Denial Syndrome, which was coined right. back uh, during the Camp David negotiations. And uh, basically it's trying to get people to believe that there was no temple there, that we did not have anything over there. Uh, how is it that uh, there are people who believe this, that can even think that this is something true? Well, uh, for one thing, it's been done before. This type of thing, spreading uh, lies like that and propaganda, <clears throat> was very much a part of uh, Hitler's war machine, Yemashimo, for instance, uh, spreading lies about the Jews, etc. And it's been done before. It, it actually started, as I write in my uh, article, it actually started with uh, Yasser Arafat and uh, Camp David negotiations in the year 2000 with President Clinton, that's when he first said in the media, he actually said, well, there's no, uh, I do have the quote, and it's in my book as well, that there's no historical proof uh, necessarily to the first temple uh, that it ever really existed in the first place or even belonged to the Jews. And he, he kept on propagating this, uh, which I termed uh, temple denial syndrome later on. And it's it's always been part of the PA, the Palestinian Authority's, propaganda machine and it just kept on going and, and the more you propagate a lie enough times you know the more you do it successfully and sell it to the general public it's going to catch on and you know your your regular joe that's sitting in wyoming uh, on uh, watching his tv who doesn't know the difference didn't go to sunday school or anything like that he'll believe it i mean he'll he'll say well you know what especially with a headline like you mentioned historical certainty proves elusive at Jerusalem's holiest place, I mean, after I wrote my article, and they did, it actually did have an effect. I mean, they did, uh, the next day they posted a correction, and he actually changed, the, the journalist actually changed it in a dozen places, uh, his, uh, the actual format, the wording of the article, because it was such a busha, I think. Many people came up to me afterwards, after the changes, and said, you know what, you did a really good job, but, there's a million, there's a, like, there's so many hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people that read the original article and were affected by it in the same way as, as like you said, BBC comes out with these things and, and, uh, CNN, etc., that really put a slant on the truth. Well, we just had, uh, uh, like you said, in the last week or two, the um, the headlines have been terrible. It's it's basically been calling the Israelis the perpetrators and not the victims of the stabbings, and just talking about what Israel has done to stop them as the as if that was the uh, beginning of of this. You know, uh, uh, Israel shoots a uh, uh, an Arab or a Palestinian, but it doesn't say that the Palestinian just stabbed somebody. And it just it, the world is crazy with this. But right. actually, uh, Bibi had uh, an interview yesterday. 
as it turns out, and one of the BBC reporters were there, and, and he really nailed him. He said, what planet are you living on? That's exactly what <laughs> yes. BB said, which is uncharacteristic of him, but it's about time. Right, absolutely. It was a, anybody that can, I heard it uh, last night, and anybody that can uh, catch that, it was, it was a really great response to the reporter. Um, I think it had to do with um, uh, John Kerry coming to Israel and uh, basically yeah. asking uh, the, the Prime Minister of Israel to... Uh, to sit down and uh, negotiate or, you know, something like that. And that's when he responded. It's like, I've been asking for this every single day. I'll sit down with uh, Mahmoud Abbas today, right now. You know, he said, right. unconditional, just come in, we'll, you know, we'll talk. Uh, you mentioned uh, before about somebody in Wyoming. So I would basically say, tell me if I'm correct, that there are two uh, types of people in, involved in, in uh, who these people, who the uh, enemy is trying to get to. One is uh, their own people. Um, they want to say these things so their own people will see that their their uh, leadership is saying this. They don't care whether it's the truth or not. They may know it's the truth, but they don't care because they want to perpetrate this lie. Then there's the other group, like you mentioned, basically uh, ignorant or uneducated about the history. Those are the people that, to me, seem more uh, more likely to to just sit back, not say anything when confronted with this, and even in, in discussions further on, they won't even know what to say, so everybody says, okay, you know, maybe it's it's true. How do we get to those people and teach them? We, we know, we, for instance, we have a the Talmud, it talks about the, the Beit HaMikdash, the, the temples. We all know that, but uh, should we have a, a booklet? Should we have something out there that, that we can show? Uh, sure. It's funny you should mention that, because, um, and this is also something I try to bring out in the article, uh, basically, at, in 1925, the, the Supreme Muslim Council of Jerusalem uh, wrote, uh, brought out, published actually, a guidebook to the Haram al-Sharif, which is the Temple Mount. In that guidebook, it says on page four, clearly, without, beyond any doubt, the Temple Mount is the site of the first temple and the second temple, the Herodian Temple of the Jews. It's there, black and white. You could Google it. Your listeners can, can look it up. And anybody can look it up. It's really, it's right there. And any, in fact, before 1930, any uh, cleric or sheikh or Jerusalem mufti, any treaties that was written about the Haram al-Sharif, they all say that it was the site of the two Jews. There's no dispute. And... So bringing that out to light really sort of, uh, it, first of all, it's very important that people should realize that in my book and other, the film, etc., and other people like me, and even, you know, on the other side, uh, you know, the, the, evangel- the Zionist uh, Christian side, they also, you know, they're very pro-Israel, they have their own, um, they also support and they also bring this out. But for us, it's very important to... Uh, to write like <clears throat> these things that, that were written to New York Times in response, and teach them also teach them to people that where you know there's a lot of universities that have huge Arab councils and it's very problematic. Obviously, the college campuses, but there's a lot of pro- programs that are being out there that are being um, uh, proposed by even by institutions like Aisha Torah and or Sameach, out uh, Hillel houses. To go out and say, yes, you know, this is really ours. I mean, they bring in historians like Josephus, for instance, that, that says beyond a doubt, you know, they, like he's actually a, an eyewitness to the destruction of the temple. 
and uh, these types of things that you know it's really false it's really the lies that they that they put out there not only are they grabbing people like you said you know the ignorant person in Wyoming or whatever but they're taking it one step further and I'll give you an example just yesterday I found out that the PA Palestinian Authority is preparing a proposal to UNESCO which is the UN uh, Educational and Cultural Organization, to claim the Kotel as part of the Al-Aqsa Heritage Site. I read about that, and I, at first, like, <laughs> like many people on the uh, on the Internet, thought it was a joke. And, no, uh, it, it's I'm, totally not a joke. I, I, it's, it's crazy. They're claiming that, the, uh, as you said, that the Western Wall, the Kotel, is part of the... Uh, my, which is ironic, by the way, because we know that it is part of the Temple Mount. They're, they're sure. saying what we've always said, obviously, and what we know and we lived with for 2000, more than 2,000 years. They're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, it is part of that area. But that whole area has nothing to do with Judaism. No history right. there. It's all ours. And, and they're it, saying it's, it's, it's it's the Western Wall of Al-Aqsa. Right. That's where you got the Western Wall part right. Right. But... Right. <laughs> The, you know, the thing they're not—they're—they're—the thing they're not mentioning is that it was built a thousand years before Alak. Right, of course. <laughs> now, what what also is disturbing, and we talked about there there are people who are just uneducated, but then there are the people, the enemy who um, propagates this amongst themselves. But what about uh, intelligent government people in the world who have to hear this when uh, they meet with people from the Palestinian Authority, for instance, and they don't simply turn to them and say, all right, stop. Come on, you're looking like a bunch of idiots. Everybody knows this. I, right. I mean, is that too simplistic? Would any, no. Is it that they don't care uh, you know, mm-hmm. enough and they just let them speak and they don't want to get involved? I think there's two things, personally. The first one is, you know, when Arafat, when he said it originally in the year 2000, Bill Clinton, you could see the video, looked at him like, are you crazy? Like, this is not going to go over. <laughs> you know, he really, that was the response. And uh, now you have people like John Kerry, uh, who's supposed to arrive, actually, uh, in the next couple of weeks, and, uh, and others like him that are, unfortunately, more receptive or ignorant I don't, I don't think, the second thing is, I don't think that these people are ignorant, these diplomats. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I think their, their, uh, agenda is to appease, appeasement, pacify, etc. and they overlook it. But, articles like this one in the New York Times, which people have told me that it's gotta be on the top ten worst articles ever written by the New York Times, yeah. have the effect of propagating, you know, where they could go to UNESCO and, and they can, you know, it could go to the next step. I think that people like Kerry deliberately, uh, it's not that they're, you know, they're not ignorant. I mean, they're, right. they're smart people. It's just that they deliberately choose to ignore these facts in order to, uh, to further their own agenda. Right. I, I mean, I'm not naive in, into thinking that uh, you know everybody loves us, but uh, right. I, I would think also that even people like uh, John Kerry, people in the United States, it's a very strong country and very strong uh, supporter of Israel, no question, and is a good friend to Israel. Uh, 
even then, their their idea is, uh, like you said, appeasement. But they want to have a legacy. They would love to solve the Middle East crisis. They would love to have everybody sit down together and work things out peacefully, which we would also. Uh, but it's easier to come up with, I think, these sound bites. It's easier to make these generalizations. It's easier for people to think um, that when they say something, it's absolute truth. For instance, when Kerry the other day uh, again spoke about the... Um, the settlements as the big problem. I, I looked at some of the numbers, and if if I'm correct in what I saw, there were fewer uh, settlements, quote, and I, I don't like using the word settlement, but you know, f- fewer uh, right. apartment constructions or housing constructions during this, le- uh, during this current term of Bibi Netanyahu than there have been in the past, even when he was prime minister last time. So it, right. it's not the issue, but yet, Everybody has been in their mind thinking it's the issue, it's the issue, it's the issue. And then you have, I don't know if you saw this from MSNBC, there was a map that was shown during an interview with yes. uh, I think Martin Fletcher, um, where it shows what the, uh, what, what, quote, Palestine looked like in, before 1948, and they had it all green as being Palestinian, because it was all called Palestine. And right. then, as the years progressed with the mandate, the UN, etc., uh, those green spots whittled away to what's now the Gaza Strip and part of the West Bank. And, and it was done to show, look how much land Israel has taken over from the Palestinians. And nobody right. says anything. So somebody did a cute map of the United States that same way. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, right. where uh, it, it just it just goes on, and um, the media well, doesn't care. Right, exactly. It's it's extremely. Uh, I mean, it's disturbing. There's no question about it. And um, even if you know, people tell me, how do you fight? Like you're asking, how do you counter that? Besides education. Uh, the very, there's a couple of very simple points. If the problem was the settlements and, and 67 and taking them over, etc., taking over this land, then why wasn't there peace in 66? Right. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. If you put it, if you put it together, if you show people the, the simple truth like that, um, or even uh, there's something else. I mean, for instance, in this article. It mentions, uh, it tries to mix between not having enough evidence about the exact location of the temple within the Temple Mount and the question as to whether the Temple Mount itself was the location of the temple. So the fact that there's these fine lines are being, you know, sort of um, skimmied across, little by little, it sort of wears away at pe- what people think. It wears away at, uh, you know, what they... Their, their opinion towards Israel, and you have to bring out the fact that King David, David Melech, bought the site. And it says it right there in Tanakh. First there were 50 coins and then 600 gold coins. It's at, if you want to bring a, a, like a real contract, it's right there. It's right there in, in the Torah, in the Bible, as, as they would say. So all these things make a difference, but people have to really... They have to know that somehow you have to, to get it out, and even more than that, I think that and now it's at the point. And uh, Izzy Liebler, who's a fellow columnist for the Jews, he actually uh, brings this out. It's time for us to go on and, instead of being reactive all the time. It's time for Israel, in terms of the media, and I think Jews in general, it's it's really time to go forward and to to be on the the aggressive side, on the offensive side, and do our own uh, campaigns and really go out there and, and don't pull the punches anymore.
Right, exactly. And uh, first I want to let everybody know, uh, 8.37 in the morning, Harry Moskov is uh, my guest this morning. We're talking about the situation uh, going on in Israel and uh, primarily the, the propaganda that's out there and the world reaction and the media reaction. Uh, you know, if you look at the Christian sources, you look at uh, Islamic sources, uh, in their writings, it, it mentions the temple, it mentions the area, there's no, um, uh, it mentions Jewish sovereignty. Uh, it, openly. So, you know, to make these right. statements, really they're looking to, uh, uh, hopefully they hope it'll fall in the ignorant ears of people, but as you said, people aren't that ignorant. They may just not want to come out and say anything. And what you said is great also about the idea that we have to be more proactive. What normally happens in the uh, media is uh, describing the Temple Mount area. You usually will be a, a headline or a starting point of saying uh, the Temple Mount, which is... Uh, uh, holy to the third holiest site in uh, in Islam. Uh, it is uh, it is also holy to uh, Christians and to Jews. Now it's the holiest site in Judaism, and it's uh, it's up there in uh, in Muslim holy sites. You know, but that's not the way it's ever portrayed because the uh, the, the control of the Temple Mount right now is in the hands of of Jordan supposedly. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is, but you know, supposedly meaning who's really controlling what's going on there. Uh, and uh, But that's not the historical accuracy. It is our holiest site, not the Western Wall. The Western Wall right. is not our holiest site. It's a wall. It's around the building. It's a fence. I mean, I'm not trying to diminish it, God forbid, but, you know, we, we know what it signifies. It's so funny because yesterday, you know, at uh, Salsudis, uh, there was this program next to me for little kids. And I happened, I was learning there, and, and I happened to hear what the, I was davening there at the Chabad Israeli minion, uh, here in Toronto, it's a new shul, and, and they were saying, the, the person next to me was saying, what's the most, to the kids, what's the most important building? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, maybe the Empire State Building, <laughs> the White House, the CN Tower, since I'm in Toronto. Right. <laughs> see, he was like, the shul, your <laughs> local shul. I'm like, oh my gosh. So and when you're thinking about, the base of Mikdash and how holy it is to Judaism. The truth of the matter is, in the Quran, Yerushalayim is not mentioned even once. Right. In Tanakh, it's mentioned over 600, 650 times. And uh, when it talks about, you know, their their claim is uh, to UNESCO is that it was the place where there was the tying post for Muhammad's horse. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like making these things up. It doesn't even say where those places are. And um, I think it's important for people to know that, you know, let's just say, let's just say that Carrie comes next week or in two weeks and says, you know, okay, let's make a deal. We're going to turn this, we're going to internationalize the whole region. Of course, this is what the PA is asking right. at the UN to, to uh, put in troops, international troops around the Temple Mount and, uh, and to supervise, quote unquote, the area, which of course BB and the government has rejected. But let's say it does happen, and they give over this this uh, site, which they're calling the Holy Basin, which includes Harazesim and uh, the old city, our old city, etc., to an international supervision unit. Let's say that happens. It's people have to know that what's what's going to happen in that case is the Kotel, the Western Wall is. They're going to try to destroy it. The Arabs will try to destroy it, just like they did last week with uh, Kever Yosef. Yep. It was a horrible thing to, to see, of course, and they did it again. They did it last time, I think it was in 2001. Right. 
But uh, any any type of site that's giving over, given over to the PA to the Arabs gets destroyed in one way or it's just a matter of time. Right. It's uh, it's uh, ironic uh, that, uh, and we could spend a whole other discussion on this. Um, when the uh, when the people, uh, the Arabs at the uh, the Palestinians at the Temple Mount started digging underneath it and wanted to get rid of the dirt under there and poured it uh, over the site. Remember right. a number of years ago, and the and the uh, project is still ongoing, sifting sure. through all of that and finding tremendous things. Uh, ironic that that what they didn't want to accomplish was actually what was accomplished, and that we were able to find many uh, historical items relevant to uh, Jewish life in that on that area in the Temple Mount, going back thousands of years. And we certainly right. have different relics, and we have coins, and we have, besides our, our knowledge of what was there from the Talmud and just, you know, our own history, there are things that are there. There are things that uh, prove beyond doubt that there was Jewish presence. You know, somebody wrote a, a, a letter to the editor that goes back a number of years uh, uh, responding to someone, and this person made uh, four historical facts. In the history of the world, there's never been an independent Arab country called Palestine. In the history of the world, Jerusalem has never been the capital of any Arab country. In 1948, the Palestinian Arabs rejected the UN partition. So instead of uh, having a a Palestinian state next to an Israeli state, they wanted to destroy the entire Jewish state. And fourth is that the UN plan didn't give the Palestinians any part of Jerusalem. Then it was envisioned as an international city. So, you know, right. these are these are all the things that are true out there. And yet, uh, when when Abbas gets up and says, "Oh, Israel executed a uh, youngster uh, who uh, didn't," you know, it doesn't even say what. It, what it was about, and that's totally not true, patently false, and right. um, and he is then called out on it, as Netanyahu said in that, in that uh, press conference yesterday, why aren't you asking him these questions? Why aren't you calling him out on these type of lies that he is perpetrating? And that doesn't happen. Exactly. He's been it's given a pass. Time. He's been given a pass. It's, exactly. And one of the things that I, I quote that New York Times article just to show you how much harm that, that, you know, everybody knows. I, I mean, I, I used to be an avid reader of the Times. I wouldn't call myself a news junkie, but, I mean, I, I already am a correspondent for the, uh, a journalist for the Jerusalem Post and also for the Times of Israel, right. Breaking Israel News, etc. So, I, I, try, I need to be up on all this stuff. But one of the quotes that were in that, that was in that New York Times article on October 8th, the original one, it says, and I'm quoting, after the 1967 Arab-Israeli War and the Israeli occupation of East Jerusalem, and then it goes on. Right. So that just sums it up right there. You know, since when is a war that was fought in self-defense and the resulting land conquered considered as occupation? Right. <laughs> they started the war, of and course. it was unprovoked right. by Israel. But it's uh, again, like we said, it's it's easy to try to ignore all that under the guise of saying, well, let's move forward and have a peaceful solution to all this, and you know, see what it takes right. to do that. Uh, and that's not uh, this is not the way to do it. I want to thank you uh, again for joining us this morning. Uh, Harry Moskov is the author of the Ark Report, and uh, you can follow him. What's the best way of following you with all the writings that you do? Um, well, you can see my articles uh, on Jerusalem Post. I actually have a, a section called Moskov on the Mount. <laughs> and if you look that up, there's 10 or 15 articles there. Otherwise, I do have a Facebook page as well, an ARC Report Facebook page, uh, or on LinkedIn. I can be contacted that way through there. 
And uh, in general, I think that the best way to to follow what I'm doing is simply uh, you know look at the web. There's a there's a page actually, arcreport. dot com, dot com, and sign up there. There's a there's a mailing list. So it, I love to be out there, and like you said, Matt, that now is the time. I really believe this. Now is the time for us to be proactive as a people. I really believe that it's time for you know the Israeli media. I mean, is very leftist in general. Right. But now even the lefties, the smolanim, as it were, are seeing that you know this is not. It can't continue. The PA wants to rip up the Oslo Accords, which is like their Bible. Mm-hmm. And. Now they're even seeing, like, the sort of the middle ground is really falling out, I find, in Israel. The centrist group, the central, you know, either digging in the heels, the far left, like the Lapid, Livni, that type of thing, uh, or they're moving to the right. In general, it's moving to the right, Ruch Hashem. So uh, we have to go, you know, shows like yours are extremely important. Thank you. So yes, And thank you for joining me this morning. We look forward to having you on again. Good luck with the Blue Jays, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thanks again. Have a great day. You too. Harry Moskoff, author of The Ark Report and uh, a correspondent, as you mentioned, Jerusalem Post, and writes in many different places. Uh, my thanks for his joining me this morning to discuss and uh, have a, an in-depth discussion on this very important uh, time that we're living in right now hopefully uh, will be peaceful as the days continue. Let's go back to the music Shlemy Gertner Yehi Chazdecha right here on JM Sunday
Kaliner here on JM Sunday as we get set to wrap up the program. My thanks again to uh, Harry Moskov for joining me this morning to talk about the uh, situation in Israel, especially as it relates to the media. Programming continues all day long. We have a great programming on the stream. And Nachum will be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on JM in the AM, followed by the uh, Israel show with Mayor Weingarten. That's exclusively on the stream. So till next week, have a great week, everyone. We'll see you back here on JM Sunday. Oh.